Hey everybody, this week's episode of the R&R&R show is brought to you by Arcane Wonders and their new game Dice Manor, which came out earlier in the year to pretty high praise from folks like the Dice Tower who put it on their essentials list, and I thought it was a very, very sharp game all about trying to make the most palatial manner you can by rolling lots of dice. The only problem was... It had a two-player mode that was a little loose and could have used a bit of work. Well, I am happy to report it has gotten that work. Arcane Wonders is releasing new, enhanced two-player rules that significantly improve the game. Now, I'm going to be doing a run-through for the game later this month, and I cannot wait to show it to you folks. And in the meantime, if you'd like to know more about it, there's links down in the show notes. Thanks again to Arcane Wonders for supporting the show. Let's go. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And here we are, friends. Welcome to the R&R&R Show, episode 72. I'm Ruel Gaviola, joined by Chris George and a bunch of headsets. What's going on, Chris? That's right. We call it Cerebro, and those who know, know. Uh, if you didn't tune into the pre-show, well, then you're never going to know, and we're not going to talk about it again. Uh, but we, what we are going to talk about is, of course, the sponsor of this episode, Arcane Wonders. Huge thank you to them for sponsoring the show uh, we're very excited to have them on board. Yes. Ruel, what do you love about Arcane Wonders? Because I've got something in the can. That's oh. that's very legitimate. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I love all of their games. I can honestly say that. I'm really excited about... In yeah. fact, this uh, what Richard was just talking about, Dice Manor, I just got a copy of it along with the new two-player rules. So I'm very excited cool. to dive into that. Yes, and actually, I just played for the first time the Furnace um, expansion, Interbellum. Chris, I love Furnace. Uh, the base game i love it even more with this expansion it yeah. adds a few things that really keep the gameplay the same but just adds these layers of depth and complexity that i really loved about it and what's cool is it it really uh they fixed the two-player game like the dummy player it used to be just roll a die and then you just, they just block you but now it's a little smarter it has yeah. you can pick different characters and you roll the dice still but now based on their like you know a hierarchy they can take certain things or go to certain cards and then they actually have a production phase where they you know generate money and stuff so you have to beat their score i love that and you know i'm a solo gamer so i'm excited to dive deeper into that but that's just a few things i love about arcade winners what about you chris Oh, well, I was thinking about this. Actually, I, I, I've always loved Arcane Wonders, and I think that's because they've had exceptional customer service. Before I was ever on YouTube, before I was streaming, uh, back when they back when they were doing Share for Nottingham, I, I had, a, I had a, a rip in my bag, and I contacted them, and like the customer service that I got there, to this day, resonates with me. Like they sent me, they sent me a replacement, they sent me a promo card. It's like, oh, sorry that happened to you. And wow. like it was just such a wonderful, wonderful experience that I mentally clocked into my head. Oh yeah, I'm going to be a fan of this company now moving forward. Like that, that's what great that's customer great. service can, can do for you. And, yeah. and so I've, I've legitimately remembered that to this day. And every time I see something from Arcane Wonders that comes up, I'm that's excited great. about it because of that experience. Because of that experience of being, being a consumer and feeling taken care of uh, and feeling like, 
they were just really passionate about about what they produce. And I just think that's awesome from a yes. company. And, and and I love that they've continued to do so well because because of that, because of that one experience. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing that. That's that's an amazing story. Yeah. And yes, I agree. Those type of moments you do, you know, you will remember that throughout your gaming yeah, hobby, and, and your journey. They yeah. matter. Yep, they def- really matter. Yeah. Yes, thank you, um, yeah. folks. We've got a great list coming up. We've got our top twelve must-have games at Essen. Uh, we are a couple of weeks away from that, so it's the big, you know, convention. Um, I wish I could be there. It's it's on my bucket list. One of these days, I will be there. But yeah. Another convention that's coming up real soon here in the U.S., Chris, is PAX Unplugged. Um, we're We're excited about that as well, right? Um, we were just talking about this during the pre-show. Folks, you can hit the links below to check out the mm-hmm. extended edition of the R&R Show, where we talk about all kinds of topics and do all kinds of fun stuff. But, um, Chris, when is uh, PAX Unplugged happening again? It's happening December 1st to the 3rd. Uh, in Philadelphia, and it's uh, it, it's going to be a friggin' blast. And lucky for you viewers, we actually have a couple of passes, a couple of three-day passes, which will get you into the entire event, to give away. Yes. Uh, and so we're going to be doing that. All you have to do is send an email to contest at rado.com. Is that correct, Ruel? That is, and it's right there on the screen, contest at rado.com. We are going to say uh, a word. One of us, either Chris or myself, we're going to say the word otter, O-T-T-E-R, otter, like the, the sea animal. And for the reason behind that, you'll have to watch the extended show. Um, and one of us is going to say it during the show, one of the 12 games we talk about. And what you're going to do, friends, when you hear that word, write down the name of the game that one of us is talking about, then send that mm-hmm. uh, in your email to contest at rado.com, and you'll be entered to win a three-day pass. And there's two of them. So I was doing... Two three-day passes, folks. You, well, you could win yeah. one of those by uh, entering the name of the game at contest at rado.com. Okay? And, again, PAX Unplug here in, uh, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, December 1st through uh, 3rd. want to thank them for uh, yeah. hooking us up with a bunch of passes. We're going to be doing this not once but twice, folks. So today and then we have another show coming up where we can give away some more passes. All yeah. right. So uh, stay tuned for that and stay tuned right now because we're going to... Put it somewhere on the list. Who knows where it's going to be? I guess you're going to have to wait and find out. Exactly. And on that note, let's kick things off. Friends, Essenspiel is coming up, and it's right around the corner. And Richard, Chris, and myself, and we all looked at the big old list of games that are going to be there for sale. There's going to be a ton of stuff there to demo, but we specifically looked at the games you could buy at Essenspiel, and we've got our top 12 that we believe you must have. And Chris, you're going to lead things right off with our number 12. Mm -hmm. So this number 12, uh, it's actually, I felt like it was a little bit of a cheat because when when you're looking at Board Game Geek, it's, it's ranked number one on sort of like the hotness level. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have said that they were, that they were uh, interested in it. And I was surprised that it was ranked number one because uh, it, it's from a very, it's a smaller publisher. It's not like one of the big names. This is Among Cultists. Mm. Uh, but I, I'm happy for them that it is ranked number one. This is a game that I backed on Kickstarter. I don't back a lot of things. This actually was my uh, 1,000 game that I covered my 1000 wow. Kickstarter campaign nice. uh, back in January uh, over, over on my channel. And, and so like to celebrate that milestone, I, w- I always said, I was like, okay, I'm going to back number 1000, but I wouldn't have if it didn't at least look decent. Uh, and this one. And so, and so I kind of, I cut some things in that week in order to make sure that this one was number 1000 so that I could get it. Uh, 
But uh, but this is basically Among Us, the board game. Uh, it's oh. also like going to be going to be fulfilling very soon but this is i feel like a lot of people pandemic among us was kind of a huge craze right mm-hmm. a lot of people played it it was a great virtual game to play and then i feel like a lot of people were were thinking okay how do we make this into a a, a board game right like how do we change the video game and, and make it into like a fun exciting board game and i and from what i've read and looked into i think this is going to give you that experience in a board game it it, it it feels well thought out. It doesn't feel like belabored. It feels like it kind of does its own thing as well, but it, it'll remain true to that core of some people are uh, the imposters and you're going to run around. You're going to have to do things in various rooms and not get caught with each other. And you can like slip cards into the different locations. And then that's how you can figure out if you've been murdered, uh, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like it'll, it seems like it'll really capture the spirit of among us in that sort of social deduction realm. Uh, and so, so I was excited to, to a hear that it was delivering so quickly from the, their Kickstarter in January. Like that's a really quick turnaround time, less than a year in, in Kickstarter. Yeah. And I think they were pushing for Essen. Uh, and so I think that's why they had that quick turnaround time is so that they can have this big launch at Essen. And, and so when I saw it on the list, it was the first thing that I saw. And I said, well, it feels like a bit of a cheat, but I, I want to put it on my list because I, I'm actually getting this. And nice. um, and and I think it, I think it looks like a really uh, neat and true adaptation of Among Us. And I'm excited to to get it and test it out and see see what it see what it's like. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited about this one, too. And I, I also saw uh, the list, Chris, and that was one of the first ones that popped up as well. Yeah. I'm like, OK, it looks great. As you saw, you know, our, our friend Becca Scott was uh, did their playthrough and uh, how to play. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, again, I'm not always the biggest social deduction fan, but there was something about Among Us when we're all locked up in the pandemic that, you know, it just it just naturally played. It was like the game to play. And I have a lot of fond memories yeah. with friends and also, you know, my nieces and nephew. We we got into and it was always funny. Like, hey, let's kill Uncle Ruel. It's like, great. Thanks, guys. You know, and <laughs> I think this game will have a lot of those type of moments as well. So... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's call. a little, it's a little odd how that, how that sort of happens. Uh, it gets, it gets odder and odder. But when <laughs> you know they, they, uh, <laughs> they, they team up on someone. Yeah. Uh, o d d e r, of course, as, as I'm saying it. But uh, you know, uh, that's yeah. I, I'm excited to see how how it shakes out. Uh, yeah. Becca Scott, I think, also did the night did the night phase. There's, the, I think, they have an app, and there's like a close your eyes, open your eyes. So I think she vo- voiced oh. that as well. Oh, that's okay, cool. Uh, when I was checking on Kickstarter recently, uh, that's that's like their first image, basically. Got it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, Otter, A O D D E R, folks. <laughs> 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 Let's move on to our uh, number eleven. Uh, this one's uh, my choice uh, for games that we must have at Essen. And this one I'm excited about uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I'm a big fan of any game that uses like art as its theme. Um, it, that's really tied into uh, things that Michelle and I really enjoy. We've always enjoyed these type of games. And uh, number eleven is a game called Art Society. Uh, this one here, we only we don't have anything from a Mighty Boards yet. Uh, but it's from a first-time designer named Mitch Wallace. And what it is, Chris, is you are um, collecting art. And what you're doing is bidding on the art pieces here. And, you know, we we talked about this actually in the uh, pre-show. Folks, be sure to hit that link below to check out the extended edition. 
what you're doing is taking the art and you're gonna eventually place it in front of you. And these are tiles. So it's got tile lane, Chris, and you know how much I love tile lane. And I do. You, yeah. And I mean, look at this art, it, it's it's perfect. And you know, you're bidding, you're hoping you have the right pieces of art to go to the right places to score the most victory points. Um, I was hoping there was a video, I don't see any uh, videos here that we're able to use, but regardless, Mighty Boards, they've done a lot of great things. They did a really wonderful tile lane game called Hamlet. Was it Hamlet? Yeah, Hamlet. Uh, that came out last oh, okay. year. Okay, so it's the same same, same company. Crew, yes. Right? So cool. uh, they're yeah they're based in Europe, and just what they did with uh, Hamlet, really, uh, you know, it's a different take on. I think it was worker placement tile lane. I'm hoping that they've done something really unique here as well as, as far as bidding and uh, tile lane, and that's why I'm excited about it. this. Will be it's mm -hmm. coming to retail in November, but it will be available at Essen uh, according to BGG. So this is one I'm excited about. Art Society. Excuse me, by Mark, um, Mitch Wallace, not Martin Wallace. Mitch Wallace, published by Mighty Boards. Um, I mean, I love tile layers. I mean, I, I could, I saw a bunch of them on the list. I tried not to put all the tile layers on that list, Chris. <laughs> but I had to have yeah. at least this one, uh, Art Society, uh, coming coming cool. soon from Mighty Boards. Okay, that's, that's our exciting. number 11. We've got number 10 coming from Richard via the magic of video. Richard, what do you have for us, friend? Alrighty, guys. Very interesting. Chris, I have to admit, I know nothing about Among Cultists because it's a four-player minimum game, but I do look forward to seeing what you have to say about it because there must be a reason you would rank it so incredibly high. Well, I'm going to be cruel and say, why didn't you say so, buddy? I got it right here. And I can confirm, Art Society is a very sharp and incredibly satisfying tile there trying to squeeze all those paintings up on the big, big wall. Nice, nice stuff. But um, what's next on our combined list? What is number uh, 10 that I'm going to tell you about right now? I'm really stoked for this, folks. It is E-Mission, which was formerly known as Daybreak. And now this is the latest co-op game from Matt Leacock. And I got to tell you, folks, his recent release, Forbidden Jungle, this is one of his best designs in years. I really love this. And so for that reason, I am very excited about seeing what else he's got up his sleeve because, I mean, I've always enjoyed his cooperative uh, designs. And what's really interesting is this is such a departure for him because it's not about physically running around the board and fighting fires in various and sundry forms, but it is an economic management simulation about trying to stop climate change and reverse it. And um, what's really neat about this is the game comes with 150 unique project cards, each one with unique art, that I can't wait to see this deck. Because each one of those 150 projects are things that are being done in the real world right right now, today, to actually reverse the course that we are on for our planet. And I don't know if you're like me, folks, but this year it has become more apparent than ever just how incredibly pressing our need is to turn things around. And this game seems to me to have the potential to be a really inspirational title to actually show off all the different tools we have at our disposal to change things for the better. Um, I mean, I am sometimes amazed when I see some shows on 
YouTube talking about, well, did you know they're working on this in this country and they're working on this in this community and I can't wait for an entire game devoted to 150 different ways that we can write this ship. And it's got presumably a fantastic design from Matt Leacock working um, in a new gameplay style he hasn't done before. So I expect it's going to be a really fun game too, in addition to being inspirational, which is why E-Mission, I have to admit, I kind of prefer the previous title, Daybreak, uh, comes in at number 10 on the list. Okay, I had no idea this was a game that was coming out. And maybe, mm. I I think I'd heard of Daybreak, but yeah, E-Mission, right over my head. I had no idea this was a thing. But um, yeah, the, like Richard I, said... I like the a, name change. Okay, do you do like, like the, the name change, change to E-Mission. Yeah. Yeah, I do like it's it's a little less catchy than than Daybreak. Um, I, I I always find it a little odd when people put like a little hyphen in the middle of a of a, of a game, but I think yeah. it would be it would be even odder to keep it as Daybreak. Um, uh, in order to a o d d e r of course. Uh, in in order to uh, <laughs> uh, to really hammer home the 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 idea behind it because like it's an e mission and you're fighting emissions this was on backer kit um okay. i think this year i feel like I, I i covered it recently and and i read through the rule book and, and i thought it looked i thought it looked really solid i thought it looked like another really solid co-op design uh, i i like all of the the card play if i'm remembering correctly i'm a bit hazy on it but the card mm-hmm. play you're getting all those different symbols that you saw being pulled up and right. so it's kind of like chaining those things together in order to have those effects on the board, right? Right. It, but I think they, I think they stick around, uh, and I think that was uh, exciting. Honestly, my my memory of it is fuzzy, and I have to go re- refresh myself on the rules. Yeah. But I, I remember the feeling of looking through it, uh, and I know it was close to like pick of the week status if it wasn't oh, okay. that. Yeah. Um. For it, it, it looks solid. It really does look solid, and. Yeah. I think like when it comes from Matt Leacock you, and it's co-op, you're just like, okay, it's gonna it's gonna be solid, and I, and, yeah. and I and I don't think it will disappoint either. So. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, and that's I think a solid pick. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's for the reasons you talked about, and also Richard. It's Matt Leacock. It's cooperative. I've got to take a look at it at, at the very least. So definitely interested in that. Uh, let's move on uh, to our next game, uh, Chris. Back to you for our number nine. Yeah. So this one, I mean. It also feels like kind of a cheat because I think it came out at Gen Con, but we're just we're just talking about games that you can buy at yes. uh, at at Essen, and you can definitely buy this. It's an expansion for a game that I want to add to my collection. I've played it. Uh, this is Revive Call of the Abyss. Call of the Abyss. I thought it was either Call to the Abyss or Call of the Abyss, but it's Call of the Abyss. Uh, I think Revive is such a good game. If you're sleeping on Revive, like don't. It, it, I wanted to include this on the list just to be able to talk about how good I think about Revive. I played Revive at uh, Breakout, which is a small convention in Toronto. It's, it was around March, so it was like right after Dice Tower West. I played it for the first time um, with with my friend Billy, and it, it was just so friggin' fun. There's so much going on. It's an engine builder, but you're 
you you can access like with multi-use cards you can access either the top of the card or the bottom of the card and wherever you put it on your board you use that ability but you can also upgrade those spots on your board so that whenever you put in a specific color into that type you get a bonus and then you're going out on this main map that you have to explore it starts out super small and then you're flipping tiles over and you get a bonus every time you explore and then you want to set down like choke points in specific spots and then you've got an incredible tech tree as well that you're going up on three different sort of tech tracks and every time you go up you're unlocking like a little disc and that that gives you potential to unlock your more asymmetric abilities whenever you hit a certain point you get to take from a pool there's so much going on with this game but it just works and this the expansion just gives you more asymmetric factions and some more uh, different abilities and like every uh, everything that i think makes the game great i think you just get more of in this expansion nice. yeah it's one of those things where like i was looking at it, i was like okay i want to talk about revive but i don't know because i'm not a huge expansion person like i don't i don't feel the oh. need to go all in on a lot of games yeah because i i have so many games that by the time i feel expansions are for the games that you really play a lot and you want to deepen that experience right like and if you're only if you've got a big collection you don't play it enough generally for a long time right so going all in for me doesn't make sense for a lot of things but for revive i was like okay so i don't know if i want to talk about an expansion here but because it just gives me more of the things that that excite me uh that's why i i i I would i wanted to put on the list the list because i was like oh yeah Okay, I would I would add this in just because it just gives more variability, more excitement, right? Like you yeah. absolutely don't need it. I think the I think the base game is so robust, um, uh, an experience, but highly recommend. And I love the art too. If you want to, if we could get yeah. back to the to the box, you just get this like lovely underwater adventure you get your, it's like you could swim in a sea right swim in a, a, a deep blue sea filled yep. with jellyfish and walrus and, <laughs> and, and mermaids and lots of other sea creatures um <laughs> that i could name uh any one of those sea creatures i'm trying to think of any other ones but the, but the other ones are escaping me right now yeah um <laughs> there's so many uh, yeah Chris, there's, there's so, so many. many there's so yeah. many that you could say right now that yeah. that's just escaping me um but uh <laughs> i was planning on saying it right now i'm gonna figure out where i'm gonna say it later doesn't matter um <laughs> because i thought that joke was funnier uh anyway <laughs> Uh, but yeah i I think this is just such a such a good game and and highly recommend checking out the base game and and potentially the expansion as well yeah and i have not played this yet but i know that you and richard both speak very highly this game and Mm -hmm. i'm excited to give it a shot and just going back to what you're saying about expansion it's so true um you know earlier in the show uh, we're talking about our sponsor arcane wonders and how much i love furnace now, Furnace, I think mm. the base game is wonderful, but if you are, you know, if you're a veteran gamer and you really like Furnace, definitely get the expansion because it's going to uh, be, be, become a more uh, robust, complex, not right. complex, but a little more, uh, uh, a little a more complexity or depth to the game. Uh, yeah, but there's nothing depth, wrong. Right? Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with the base game. And what I love about expansions like this, and this is what it seems like with Revive, and you were saying, it just gives you more of the good stuff, right? If you really like the game, hey, we're not going to change the gameplay. We're just going to give you a bunch of stuff to add on. Like, hey, this is, makes it really cool or it gives you more options and, and whatnot. Because I know there's been some expansions. I, I I don't have a good example off the top of my head. But expansions where it just changes the fundamental gameplay so much that it's like, well, 
this is like a totally different game now. Like, why didn't either you include mm -hmm. it right off the bat or just you make a different game, you know? But anyways, yeah. uh, Revive, folks, a very good call for number yeah. nine. Let's move on to number eight. Back to me. Um, Chris, you know how I said about, I was just talking about my first pick. Uh, I'm just, you know, I can't put all tile layers on this list. Um, but this is a tile layer. It's a tile layer <laughs> game. I lied, my friend. I lied. Uh, our number eight. <laughs> is uh, Tucana Builders. Uh, this is based on um, the uh, Trails of uh, Tucana, a roll-and-write game that came out a little while ago. Sort of flew under the radar. See what I did there with Toucan? Flew under the radar. Anyways. That's um, what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, a little odd reference, but no odder O-D-D-E-R <laughs> than the ones you're making, uh, Chris. Uh, Tucana Builders, it's a tile-laying game of what you're going to do. And again, there's no video here, but... Uh, this is coming out spiel where you're laying down these tiles of different terrains and stuff and trying to connect routes um, to the different uh, areas. And what's neat about this, what I like about this, and it reminds me of the uh, roll and ride a little bit, at least if I remember correctly, where you can go for the points now. Or you try to set up this little system that's all connected. And at the end, you're going to get score the end game points. So it's that balance of like, okay, can I get a ton of points now? Or do I get little points here and there and then try to build up to the end? Um, so I like that uh, those games, there's those different ways, uh, different paths to victory, right? Uh, literal paths yeah. uh, as you're making them yeah. here. Um, do you go for the short-term or the long-term goals? And either one can win you the game. It just depends on uh, how things come out. So I'm very excited about this one because I really love uh, the roller right And what I remember was it was tough to get. It was I don't think it came out in the U.S., um, I had friends that, you know, get a lot of games from Europe and, and so forth, and I always played their copies, but I never actually got one myself. Uh, it might have been available in the U.S., the original, but I'm not sure. But anyways, folks, if you're at Ashton Spiel, pick this one up because I'm super excited Whoa. about it. Tacana Builders, yet another tile lane game. I don't think I'm going to have another tile lane game on my list, Chris, but... We'll see. Well, I think I think maybe you're a liar. <laughs> um, let's move on to number seven before I lie anymore uh, during the show. Let's see what Richard's got for us right now. All right, all right, all right, guys. Two more excellent choices. How do I know? Oh, because I've already played them. Uh, Chris, I think he'll be very happy with this. And I can report to everybody all the contents of this expansion fits in the original box. Hooray! That is always good news. And the new factions in this are great. And the new additional sidetrack that you're pursuing with the super powerful, uh, almost alien-y type cards that are in the game. Fun, fun stuff for an already phenomenal game. Andrewell. Why didn't you say so, buddy? Oh, this is fun stuff. Uh, Jen and I have really enjoyed it. A very worthy sequel to Trails of Tucana, which was already a phenomenal roll and write. But for folks who don't like roll and writes but want to try it out, now you can do it with tiles in a bigger, more ambitious game as well. So, like both of your choices, but not as much as number seven on the list. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... 
Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Kutna Hora. Kutna Hora? Kutna Hora? Uh, from Czech Games Edition. I am very excited about this one <clears throat> because it's not that often these days that uh, uh, CGE puts out a big, heavy, super crunchy Euro, but that's one that this one promises to be. And I cannot wait to play it. Uh, it's all about mining silver in Kutnahora, I suppose. But the thing that really makes it stand out is, well, there's a few things. Um, I love multi-use cards, and every turn you've got a series of cards. They all let you do one of two different actions, and you got to play them for one, which means you're throwing the other action away so it seems like it'll be a series of tough choices every round. Um, but the fluctuating market that is constantly changing the values of all the resources in the game uh, is very, very cool, especially because each player controls and is responsible for one small portion of the overall economy. So if I happen to have the guilds that affect lumber, for example, I'm the one who controls the prices to my benefit and maybe not to your benefit, depending on the situation. Plus, I'm not quite sure how they work, but the game comes with these very, very cool... Uh, they're literally called cardboard computers. Look like little cardboard abacuses that are used to keep track of uh, the uh, changing state of the economy, which seems like, uh, because of this, the game is probably going to have a slightly more rich and robust economic simulation. And if all that weren't enough, folks, the thing that really elevates this is... I talked about my last entry, a game all about uh, trying to turn change the course of uh, humanity by you know showing all these cool projects this is another cool project because the cool components for that represent everything are not just simple wooden cubes are not just simple plastic stuff but are produced in a new way that takes wood waste for, that would normally be tossed away I guess uh, like wood pulp dust or whatever and um, compresses it and molds it into custom um, miniature styles or style pieces. So we can have neat, detailed uh, components for the game without having to do more petroleum products and using stuff that would normally be cast off waste. And it's so awesome that CGE has offered to the entire industry uh, the keys to the kingdom so that everybody can start producing their neat custom molded components in this way using wood. I want to touch these things. I want to feel these things. And I want to see the rest of the industry pick up this practice um, because we've all got to do our part. And it certainly seems like uh, Kunahora is doing that. And that's why it comes in at number seven on the list. Yeah, this I, I saw this on the list and I, I immediately knew this this had to be on uh, Richard's list. And the funny yeah. thing is, uh, Chris, I, I keep thinking, he's, he's played all the games we, we were putting on this list already. Well, what's going on here? <laughs> Richard's got all the access, apparently. <laughs> he's, got, he's got his time travel superpower going. That's what <laughs> exactly. he's got. He's already yeah. gone to Essen and picked them all up. He's yeah. just been keeping it from us. Yeah, but at um, least it's, yeah, it's good to know that he's... Yeah. It's good to know that he's played the ones we recommended and he's already given the, 
the seal of approval, so so to say. So that, yeah. that's, that's well, good it's because we recommended that he time traveled, grabbed them, came, played them, and then was able to talk about them. Oh, that's, that time travel—that's uh, a secret. Yeah. <laughs> the superpowers, folks. Um, yeah. So yeah. now we're to the top five, Chris, and uh, these are the good. I mean, they're top all six. good. Top six. Sorry, yes, mm-hmm. we're going to kick things off with our number six. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just think it's, it's also just before we do, uh, I think it's so cool about CG's new molding process. Oh yeah. I think that like with the new, with the new stuff, uh, I also know that like burnt, burnt Island, when they did endeavor the new endeavor age of age of sail or, or deep sea, that was the one they had their inserts were like made out of sugar substance, right? Like not as much plastic and, and still like formed mm-hmm. cool inserts. And I just love to see when companies do that sort of innovation and like care about our planet and make sure that all the toucans and the walruses and any other creatures out there uh, could, could all be, the creatures, you know, safe and sound, all the creatures. Yes. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's move on to, to my number, uh, my number six, our number six that doesn't take place on earth. In fact, it takes place in space. And this is something that's delivering to backers right now. And I'm jealous that they're getting it, and I and I am glad I didn't back, but I wanted to back, and that's Voidfall uh, by Mind Clash. Um, Voidfall looks so good. I know it looks so good. I know the deluxe looks so good. I know the retail looks so good. I know it's fantastic, and and I love that it's finally arriving. Um, and, and so I wanted to put it on this list because I know it is being delivered to backers. Uh, I've got a, like a bunch of people on on my own Discord who are showing their their Voidfall games and starting to get it to the table. And it's one that I I just think it looks so cool. It's four X. Uh, with a mind clash twist, which means it's crunchy, crunchy, crunchy. And anything I've heard about this game is that it's very complicated. And that makes me excited. People going into a mind clash game and then finding out it's very complicated, like shows you the level of complexity that exists in this in this game. But it's it's something that I absolutely want to try and play and, and get to the table. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of mind clash and I've played only a few of their games, but like, Anachrony, I love Anachrony to bits. Um, Septima, which is coming out really soon. I, I played a demo of that at Origins like a little while ago. Super good. Uh, Voidfall, I just they just produce great quality stuff and yeah. and stuff that like really hits with me as a um, kind of an odd gamer in terms of the amount of complexity that 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 I I get. Uh, I, but it would be even odder for me not to include this on my list, and so that's why. Uh, Avoid Fall is our number six. Yeah, a really great choice. A- another game that I saw on the list, and I actually didn't include it on mine. I love, I mean, everything. it looks awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And it just, the complexity level, I was like, wow, if like if it, if it they're saying it's complex for a mi- Mind Clash game, I was like, oh my gosh, this may be yeah. something that, yeah, yeah is beyond, because <laughs> I love Tricarion, Chris. I think that game yeah. is just brilliant. And I never thought I would be into like these, you know, I uh, was an 18th or 19th century magician society. But then it was around that time that I watched, uh, what were the movies? There's two movies, The Illusionist. The Prestige. And the Prestige. And I just remember yeah. The Prestige. Like, this is The Prestige on a, in a board yeah. game. And I thought it was so cool. But I remember my, every time I played that game, my brain literally hurt, Chris. I mean, it was like, wow, these are complex <laughs> games. And I enjoyed it. I was like, man, do I really want to get into a, a void fall? And I left it on my list, but just you talking about it and watching Shay's run through, I was like, I want to play this yeah. game. I yeah. really do. This looks so cool. Yeah. Uh, into it. Okay. 
So that was a great choice for number six. So let's move on to our number five. Uh, back to me. And I've got a game that, hey, it is not a <laughs> tile laying game. But not a tile laying. Wow. It is not a tile laying game, but um, it is an art-themed game. Um, we had one earlier, and we're going to have another one right now. It's our number five game called The Art Project. Now, uh, in this game, you are it's a cooperative game. And um, I was really interested in this one. Now, again, this is... Uh, the BGG page. We don't have a video for this, but I was interested in this game because just the the pedigree of the the designer Benoit Turpin, folks. If you don't know, recognize that game. He did this game called Welcome to, which is the like original, well, one of the original flip and write games, and it was like one of the all time classic roll and write games. Now I love it, and um, you know he's done other games as well recently, and anything that he's involved with, I'm immediately interested. And then of course we have our friend Vincent Dutre. Art, artist extraordinaire. And what yeah. really interests me in this, Chris, is the publisher. So it's Lumberjack Studio, but you know who picked it up? I would not have expected this. The Op picked it up. So the Op is... Oh. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Main, they're mainly yeah. known for party-ish games. They have all like the Monopolies and Yahtzees and stuff yeah. like that. But I know just sort of um, behind the scenes, I think they're trying to make a push for a little more str uh, strategic games, games that you yeah. know go beyond just say, hey, you know, let's play. And these are wonderful games. I love like be um, blank slate, and I love those type of party games. But they're starting to yeah. uh, put put some games out there that have some meat on their bones, and I think this is the first one that they're doing that I'm really interested in. It plays one to six players. It's a cooperative game. You're an art rescue team, ART. So you're trying to rescue, you're trying to fight against the so-called white hand. They're an organization that's stealing all kinds of art, right? And we can talk about that all day long. Uh, what it comes down to is you and your uh, partners or you solo are trying to, you know, find clues as to who is uh, stealing all the art. Uh, it's got some dice rolling in it. It's got uh, mission cards that you're going through and trying to deduce, hey, it could be here, it could be there, and ultimately you're trying to get um, find out where it is, who's stolen the art uh, before the mission deck runs out. So again, I'm just very uh, this really leaped out to me because I would not expect this from the op, and I think it's a good thing. I love when companies with the reach and yeah. the influence of some a huge company like the op when they start saying, "Hey, we're still going to give you the party stuff, but now we're going to slip in. Hey, here's something that." My, uh, with a little more yeah. beat on his bones, as I said. So I'm super excited about this. That's our number five, friends, the art project. Not a tile yeah, layer. That's really yeah. that's not a tile layer, <laughs> but it does have the white hand, but you're cooperative, so it's like you're holding hands, right? Yes. yes. At least you, you can hold hands together like those 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 creatures. You see memes of them, they're some sort yeah. of animal, they're always holding hands. I don't know what they are, but there's <laughs> some of some of them. Um but uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it's really cool. The the op also does dice thrown too, don't they? Yeah. I think they have the the rights yep. to to put dice thrown into the world, which I think is awesome. <laughs> Another but, great uh, that's, game. That's great. That's really that's really exciting. Yeah, super excited for that. Okay, let's see what Richard's excited for at number four. All right, guys, nice choices. Chris Voidfall. I have not played it, but I did watch the run through that Shay did for the channel when it was crowdfunding, and yeah, that looks fantastic. Honestly, I would have expected this to be on Ruel's list because of his uh, deep abiding love of Twilight Imperium. But either way, I think that game is going to make a lot of people very happy. But man, you're willing to put out the big bucks for that. It's a pretty spendy title, but it looks like you get a lot in the box. And uh, Ruel. 
Why have I not played Art Project yet? I was hoping I'd be able to reach off screen and rub it in your face, but I would really like to check this out. If you've got a team up of the designers of Welcome To and After Us working together on a really, really cool theme like this, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Good, good choice. But, folks, let's now move on to uh, number four on the list. I am super excited for the Pirates of Maracaibo. And also, let me just say, amazing job to Taryn and Stella of Meeple University, who did a digital run-through of it, playing with Alexander Pfister. Uh, I've seen a lot of folks do um, digital run-throughs using Tabletopia or Tabletop Simulator, and I've never seen anybody do it as well as this, because this is not a video of constantly watching them drag the camera around and remind us we're watching a video game. Uh, instead, they were smart enough to have a bunch of preset cameras, they turned off all the extra gobbledygook at the top of the screen, and uh, so this feels more like a physical run-through of a physical product where they're just jump-cutting from one close-up to another. Sorry, that has nothing to do with the game, but I just have to say, every board game media person who wants to record video of a game that they don't have a physical copy yet and they want to do a digital video, watch this video. This is how you do it. It makes it so much more watchable. And then on top of that, it looks fantastic. Maracaibo is in my top 50 games of all time. And this does not just look like, oh, you know, Maracaibo's baby brother. It's definitely got its own vibe going on, a completely different approach um, with with a hugely modular board representing the uh, Caribbean that you're sailing around and doing various piratey things and leveling up. And yeah, it's the latest from Alexander Pfister. Of course it's going to come in high, high, high on my list. And if you want to know why, check out this excellent run-through. I'll have a link for it down in the show notes, folks. I, I cannot wait for more Maracaibo goodness. That's number four, the Pirates of Maracaibo. Yeah, I saw this on the list, and I knew Richard. I know he's a huge fan of Archivo and Alexander Pfister, yeah. and yeah, that, you know that was coming. But um, I'm looking forward to it too. I, I want to give it a shot, and I do want to just mention what um, Richard was talking about as far as the playthrough. There, I thought it was outstanding um, the way that it was done uh, that uh, you know Stell and Taryn had done for Meeple University. Uh, you know, when you use tabletop simulator, it is not easy uh, to use. It, it can it can be a beast, but the way they set up things, again, you can, I, I know how to do it, but it does take a lot of work to set up camera, different camera angles and stuff, and you can jump to them and, uh, and stuff, but they did such a good job uh, of that, and um, I think that's a, a really well-deserved shout-out uh, to uh, Meeple University, the way they uh, ran mm. through that. Um, and... <laughs> Chris, I'm looking straight at you, and I, I just I love the the headphones, my friend. I cannot take my eyes off. <laughs> I figured spectrum. that's what you were laughing at. <laughs> I was thinking about them just recently too. That's why I think we're on the same we're on the same wavelength. For a while. <laughs> yeah. um, I I missed Pirates of Maracaibo on the list. I didn't see that that it was upcoming up, but oh, I know okay. Maracaibo is is you know super well regarded. I haven't played it, but I I love Great Western Trail. Yep. Uh, and so I know it has a similar like circular rondel mechanic. And this one adds in more pirates, more water. That means more sea creatures like krakens and walruses and who knows what else. But uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I like that aspect awesome. of it for sure. All right. Uh, let's we've got our top three now, I believe. Yes, uh, we are at the top three. So, Chris, what you got in store for us? 
All right. This this I knew was going to be my number one. Uh, this is having its big release at Essen. But honestly, I, I went to find out more information about it, and, and it, I couldn't find as much out there as I wanted to. And that made me want to maybe retroactively reorder the list, like thinking about my love for Revive. Maybe Revive jumps up here. But but for right now, this is the, the thing that I, I am actively anticipating. I, I'm so excited to potentially play it. Uh, and this is uh, the spiritual successor to the Red Cathedral. We have the White Castle. Yes, uh, yes, yes. I, I, yeah. I, I, as soon as I heard this was announced, and that it was by the same designers as the Red Cathedral, it is the 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 color building series, <laughs> as it will be heretofore <laughs> known. Um, nice. It I, it's gets dice worker placement and. It's just it just looks like a heck of a lot of fun. Now, now the reason I I was talking, I did an interview with Devere that's over on the Dice Towers Network and for for WSBG, and um, they they said that the rulebook was going to be up like end of August, and I I don't think the rulebook is up yet on Board Game Geek or I didn't see it yet, and so I I was bummed because I was so excited to to look through and read it and like come in with all these specifics about how to play and get hyped. I don't have those specifics. But my hype is still there, I, and and I just trust the team. I honestly, I trust the team. And the thing about um, Devere that they've been really great at doing, the thing about the Red Cathedral that is fantastic, is you get such an incredibly compact box size with such a yes. thick, meaty game inside of it. And I and I know the White Castle is going to provide that exact same thing at a reasonable price. Uh, th- that's what really that that's what really gets me going. Um, yeah, and and so I, I guess I ought to keep it uh, high high up on the list, yeah. and and for that purpose, it, uh, it it is my 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 number one, our collective number three, the White Castle, dice placement. The, I mean, Red Cathedral is so good. It's purely off the backs of how good Red Cathedral is yeah. that is is propelling my and, and that it looks different enough. It's a nice setting. It's set in Japan. You got your samurais, whatever. Yeah. Um, all of all of that factors in and i like those little boats you can put the dice in. i just yeah think, like, ta- tactically Ta- yep. like yeah very it, cool. it's gonna feel great yeah so, so yeah, yeah i'm 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 quite excited to to see that one hit and to start hearing people's opinions about it and yeah and look same. into it more same yeah this was also on on my list as well folks did you know during the extended uh show you get to see additional games that Chris and I um, mm-hmm. wanted to put on this list. They didn't make it, so be sure to hit the uh, link in the show notes below. You can see all the games they want to talk about. This one uh, was going to make my list as well, Chris. Again, based on the you know designers, the company, like you know Red Cathedral. You had me at White Castle, yeah. And if you do yeah. one, as you said in the color series, the Blue Hotel, I'm already all in. Yeah. I have no idea if that's going to be good. I'm yeah. in. Yeah. I'm in. You know? yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Dice work yeah. replacement, all, all about it. Yeah, I was excited about this one too. And yeah. I may have been excited for another reason. It just reminds me of a very, um, uh, a, a hamburger joint called White Castle here. And I, I don't know if you have it in Canada, but in the States, at least in the we eastern part of the States. Yeah, yeah, just, oh, those the little onions that they have. Oh, and these are like the sliders, basically. Oh, I could use some White Castle right now. But I could use yeah. some White Castle the game real soon as well. Good call, Chris. Absolutely. Good call. Okay, yeah. um, moving on to our number two. This was my choice. Uh, this one, I was 
I, this is a no-brainer for me. Um, we're going back to tile lane, Chris. <laughs> it's Cascadia. Wow, what a surprise. <laughs> it's Cascadia liar. Landmarks. <laughs> it's Cascadia Landmarks. I'm number two. Wow. Cascadia, um, two years ago, was my game of the year. It's one of those games that hit the table a ton for me and my friends and family. Um, you can play it. You can play a family version, which is super super straightforward, or you could you know play the standard edition where you have variable player. Um, I mean variable scoring goals. Now with the Cascadia Landmarks expansion, you can keep bumping it up to, in complexity, get a little more again more mm -hmm. deep, and you have these new landmarks that go onto the tiles that um, affect end game scoring as well. And so you'll see, you can see some samples here. I did get to see uh, samples of this at Gen Con. They had it uh, in the AEG media room. I mean, it looks awesome, folks. It's more of what you love. We talked about expansions before. Give me those expansions that keep the fundamental play of the base game because we love it, but add more stuff. And not only is it you got the landmarks, but you also have new um, scoring goals. Uh, from, like in the base game, they give you a bunch of new cards there. Um, and I mean, it's it was the Spiel des Jahres winner, folks, for a reason. It's a brilliant game. Uh, Randy Flynn and company, they, in my opinion, they can do no wrong. And the, the Flat Out and AEG, anytime they get together, Chris, uh, to me, it's like um, Dre and Snoop. You know it's going to be a hit. You know, it's like, yeah. yes, I just compared AEG and Flat Out Games to Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, but I'm sticking with it. Oh, how about this? How about Robert Plant and Jimmy Page, Led Zeppelin? There it is. You get those two, <laughs> peanut butter and, um, you know, jelly. And they go together so well. That's why it's our number two, Cascadia Landmarks. Yeah, that's that. That's a good pick. You you fooled me in the pre-show because I said it wasn't going to be on my list, and you were like, "Oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, well. I was like, "Oh, maybe, maybe it's not on Ruel's either." Um, but just like you're a liar that there weren't going to be all tile laying on your list, um, and it was three quarters of it. You're a liar now. Uh, I was, yeah. I I, I think this is going to be cool. I, I I interviewed Randy Flynn as well and talked to him about this, and oh. he what was really exciting is is the the idea and the calculation of of still making it a short game like with adding in this stuff he, he wanted to make sure that it was still like the same runtime and mm -hmm. i thought that that focus on the user experience was really cool uh and and, re and really cool to factor in they're like okay cuz cuz also with the landmarks expansion it, it goes up to i think 5 or 6 players i think you yes. can play it at yeah they do I, add I, a fifth I forget player which now. one Yep. A fifth player, a fifth player, just a fifth. Uh, but but in terms of adding that fifth player, it's it also adds in like the length of time in between your turns, right? And so that's mm -hmm. why uh, the, tr talking about him and trying to find that balance uh, was cool. Just in terms of adding the landmarks, they're not adding in like a whole slew of new animals, no otters there, uh, no little sea creatures, but um, you yeah. still get your main five core core people. But yep. it, 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 it looks cool. It looks to be a cool one. Yeah, and actually, I just checked. It is six players. So yeah, to keep the play time oh, six. for six okay. players, yeah, pretty pretty remarkable achievement. Okay, so that's our eleven so far. Let's turn back to Richard for the final one, folks. Here's our number one. All right, guys, excellent final choices. Well, of course, if Cascadia is in the house, I know you're going to be all over it, and I am excited for it too. And Chris, you didn't think uh, we were done yet, right? Here, it's been here the whole time. Oh. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this at great length. Jen and I have played it, but all I can say right now is 
there's a lot of game, a lot of game in this little box. Uh, we're under embargo until I think the 25th, so I'll have a run through up for this next week. Hopefully, it's not breaking the embargo too much to say Chris has a fellow fan, hyper mega fan of Red Cathedral. I can tell you, you will not be disappointed with White Castle. Excellent choice. And anyway, folks, uh, we've got one more to talk about, and it's the one I am most excited about. Our communal number one, my most anticipated for this convention, and also just for the rest of the year, has got to be Planta Nubo. From a uh, design super team up, Uwe Rosenberg, the OG master of you know economic harvesting worker placement, teaming up with uh, Mike Keller and uh, Andreas Odendahl, the uh, team behind, um, what's it, Lagranha, one of the all-time greats. So the three of them bringing us a game which is actually continuing my theme from earlier. After a brief uh, sojourn into Caribbean piracy, we're back to talking about games that paint a uh, picture of a better future. I think this game is set hundreds of years from now, after Mankind has gotten their act together, maybe in part through the uh, um, stuff talked about in my first game on the list. And so now we live in harmony with nature. We've replaced planes with uh, dirigibles. We have our um, you know e economy kind of modeled after natural rhythms in the world. We build our cities in mega super trees. And I, you know, it's a flight of fancy. It's just full of really fun, you know, eco-friendly uh, sci-fi concepts, which I absolutely love, and I cannot wait to play it. Um, both because of the setting, but really more than anything else, that super duper team up of Mike Ode and um, Uve. This game is going to be amazing, and sadly, every video of it on Board Game Geek is in German, and my Deutsch is nicht so gut. And I only understand ever stop. But I cannot wait to play. Look at it. They sat here for three hours um, playing this, and this is all I've got to go by. But I know it's going to be amazing. Number one most anticipated game for Eschenspiel, and literally for me for the rest of the year, has got to be Planta Nubo. But folks, we're just getting started. Hang out. There's going to be a post show. And if uh, you haven't seen it, folks, did you know there's a pre and a post show for this? Follow the links down in the show notes or hit that eye in the top right corner of the screen. Because the guys are going to give you some uh, honorable mentions, the ones that just missed their list. Now, I'm not doing it this time because on October 1st, I'm planning on putting up my top 20. Uh, so you've heard four of mine, but I've got a whole bunch more to tell you about. So, folks, did you know you can subscribe and ring the bell and all that so you won't miss it uh, when I put that big super mega list? This was just whetting your appetite, and these four games I talked about were great, as were the ones that the uh, Chris and Ruel talked about too. But we're just getting started, guys. Back to you. Yeah, this one. A spoiler alert, folks, this was on my short list as well. Plan to do oh, yeah? Uh, nice. yeah, I can't, cannot wait to uh, uh, hear, play it and uh, hear more about it. And as Richard mentioned, uh, the you can click on the show notes below for the extended edition where uh, Chris and I are going to talk about all the games that didn't uh, make the cut here today. But yeah, that was uh, 12 games, Chris. Uh, Essence Bill, yeah. right around the corner, my friend. Pretty good. Pretty yeah. exciting. It's uh, <laughs> it was a good list. I Plant, Plant a Nouveau. I 
all you need to do is say Uve's name and I'll be interested. Yeah. I know he's going to have a bunch of a bunch of cattle in there and a bunch of other animals <laughs> that I could name, but I've already <laughs> named, so I can't name them here. Um <laughs> But uh, I just know that there could be walruses in there. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> but I, th- that's that's all it takes to get me interested, you know? Yeah. A- and so I'm interested. Color me interested. Yeah. Same here. Blue Hotel uh, me interested. Ex- exactly. Uh, folks, that's going to be it for today. But did you hear one of us say the magic word, otter, O-T-T-E-R, at some point in the show? Yes. If you did, friends, type in the name of the game, send it to in an email to contest at rado.com and you'll be entered to win a three-day pass to PAX Unplugged happening December 1st through 3rd in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Again, mm-hmm. contest at rado.com. Be sure to uh, send an email there. And um, once again, this has been the RRR Show, episode 72. Thank you so much for joining us. Chris, as always, a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much. Pleasure is mine. Thanks, everybody, for joining. This is a lot of fun. All right. Great. And on that, folks, I want to thank our sponsor again, Arcane Wonders. Be sure to click the show notes below for the extended edition where you can hear about even more games. Until later, we'll talk to you later. So long. See ya. Bye-bye.